welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. We are talking about a new show, which is Another Self, Zeytin Ace. And we are so excited to talk about the first episode with you guys. I am not drinking any tea, unfortunately. Uh, I was going to make tea, but then I got caught up in picking up a, sl- a slug from my yard or <laughs> whatever there's a slug, a slug that I need to get rid of <laughs> yeah I don't I don't have any tea and I have no appetite now either mm. after after the slug slug description <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this show is more of like a rocket show anyway so yeah not yeah. really a tea vibe <sighs> also I think we should like also mentioned that the name was like completely switched in the translation yes yes so in english it's another self and in turkish it's zeytin ace which is olive tree so i don't i don't know <laughs> why well an- another self played is a song that played over the um end credits i don't know who it's by but that i saw in the subtitles that oh. it was another self playing and then um there i think when oh when they're driving on in the first part time the first time they're driving um to Ivaluk and they're all singing that like pop song mm-hmm. like a happy song the I don't know if they translated the lyrics with the English subtitles but the singer mm-hmm. is saying I need to find myself I need to like find me a new me or like I need to find another so like that's mm-hmm. so that's also connected to that so I didn't actually think it was that bad of a translation I actually don't know why it's called uh, is is the retreat called the olive tree? Like I don't know where Zeytinaja comes from. But for me, the um, Turkish title is actually stranger. <laughs> but okay, good. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's um, Sevgim is gonna plant an olive tree in her backyard of this new house she purchased. <laughs> well, I noticed that the gate to the ret- the hippy dippy retreat place has a has an olive tree like um, yeah. kind of. Lo- I don't know a logo for lack of a better word mm. so I, maybe it's called that but anyway we uh digress already <laughs> no that was good basically <laughs> background I think actually um unlike the shows we've watched the past couple times I do think this show needs a little bit more like Turkish to English explanation um so we'll get into that but okay, so now I'm going to take us through what happened in this episode. My notes are super long, so please feel free to interrupt if uh, I get something wrong. But we shall see. Okay, it's 1988 and we're in Bursa and there is a little girl riding carousel. She wants pomegranate. Pomegranate comes up later. That's the only reason I mention it. And uh, then her dad gets murdered in front of her. So that was something. And (laughs) while that's happening, the narrator who is um, Ada, one of our main characters, is talking about repressed memories and how they can affect you even if you don't remember them. Okay, so then we meet Ada who is played by Tuba Buyukustun who is my one true love (laughs) from Karapara Ashk. She's incredible, I love her. And I will fangirl over her for as long as you let me. Um, so she's a doctor and she's getting an award for breast cancer surgery, I think. Um, yeah. And she, we see that she has like a, a group chat with her girlfriends that looks fun because there's pictures of boobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because the other friend wants to get a boob job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we meet Sevgi, who is Ada's friend, but she's also also a patient. Um, she has cancer and um, she has, uh, what, what's it called? Relapsed. So um, things are not looking good for her and Ada wants to admit her to the hospital. And uh, Sevgi learns from a different patient about this hippy-dippy medical clinic thingy in Ivaluk. And she decides that she needs to go there. Um, Ada does surgery on somebody who fell down the stairs. I'm very confused. I feel like she's a general surgeon, but yeah. I guess she's like 
she would like to be more innovative with cancer um stuff because that's where I'm getting ahead of you but like the Brussels thing I think Mm -hmm. has to do with cancer so she's a little bit specialized but not I mean she still does random other things that come through yeah that's what I was confused about because it seems very different yes um but we learned that she has a hand tremor, which is very Grey's Anatomy, Preston Burke. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then we have uh, Sergi escaping the hospital. Their, the third friend is Layla, and she's a rich housewife with a son that she hates. And she yeah. wants boob job. That, that we hate. Too. That everyone hates. <laughs> Social media influencer, of yes, course. Yes, she's an influencer. Yeah. And um, she she uses incredibly just like wrong English phrases throughout. It's very I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Probably my favorite character. Um, And so she comes to rescue Sevgi from the hospital. Ada catches them and off they go on a road trip. Um, Layla doesn't know what's wrong. So Ada breaks doctor patient confidentiality to scream at her that Sevgi is really sick. And then Layla is clearly the actual good friend because she's like, then we'll do whatever the fuck Sevgi wants. Shut up, Ada. So I like her. Uh, They have a road trip sing-along. That was fun. They go to the Temple of Athena to vlog. Basically, this is Layla taking them on a side (laughs) trip. (laughs) And um, they make a wish for Sevgi's recovery. And I feel like there was some like magically music going on so i'm not sure if that was part of the healing or not but i'd like to think so okay the next day they go to the appointment sevgi goes by herself she meets up with zaman bay and he (laughs) i'm having a tough time with this he doesn't do medicine he searches out the spiritual source of the sickness um okay (laughs) we're gonna get into that more in the in the history section Yes, we are. Thankfully, Sophia is going to handle that because I have a lot of uh, doubts. Um, He, okay, he holds Sevgi's hand. She cries. Um, There's a gazebo with dream catchers and then some secrets. There's so much much cultural appropriation. So we like Eastern symbols everywhere that are east of Turkey, let's say, not, not, (laughs) not. Uh, anyway. Anyway, um, we will learn later what happened in the session. Layla, Ada is forced into being the Instagram boyfriend of Layla, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, Ada goes and wanders into a farmer's market. We learn from her phone call that she's married to a man named Silliam who works on a construction site. I guess he's like a developer or contractor or something. And then she sees a hot hippie dude and he's her ex-boyfriend and his name is Toprak. Let's see. They go swimming. Don't know why. Uh, Layla is afraid of water. Oh, yes. Yes. We learned that Layla is afraid of water. And we also learned that Ada is definitely still into Toprak despite being married. And we learn later why when we actually meet Silim because he's a douche. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sevgi, they go to dinner at this gorgeous restaurant on the coast, and Sevgi's like, woo, I'm healed, and then she's not, she kind of pukes, and so we think it's failed, and they drink a lot of raka, and they chat about orgasms, and hating your son, and um, <laughs> we learn that Ada's marriage sucks, and Layla's marriage sucks, and Sevgi is sad and alone, so then they go back to Istanbul, Ada, Selim and Ada have an anniversary and at first you think, oh, it's so nice. He's like completely made the apartment for like a romantic night together. But then you realize that he is a dick and that she wants to go to Brussels for two years for a committee, which is also confusing language. Um, but he a research like, group or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. a research group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like just a huge dick about it. And I don't understand why but we will talk about that later and they have a really nice apartment also whenever like people complain about like distances from like europe to turkey i'm like shut the fuck up there's direct flights and it would take you like two hours to get from brussels to Istanbul, so you could easily hang out like frequently (laughs) who doesn't want to spend two years in brussels drinking beer i don't even like beer and i would do that the fact that he makes it sound like a terrible thing is ridiculous 
Also, yeah. Brussels is like right close by to like more touristy European. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's so fun. And even and even if he had to like be in Istanbul most of the time, it's just like very easy to get there or, or meet up somewhere else in Europe. So he has no reason to be like that except being a controlling douchebag. So yeah, he just wants her to start popping out babies and, and probably not her career is what yeah, yeah stop being a successful surgeon because correct it's he's really crimping on his style. <laughs> he's very logical and thinks that a really a woman that's a really successful surgeon is just going to drop everything for his. right. Because that makes perfect sense. Um, okay, so fuck Selim. Then we go to Layla, who is pole dancing for her cheating husband. And he looks at his phone and is like, oh, whoops, baby, we're broke. So that's a whole other problem. <laughs> um, well, we also found out he's cheating on her. Yes. Yeah, she, she already knew that. <laughs> and she's getting the breast surgery to like try and get his attention back on her, which is not a good reason to have surgery. Um, then it's a month later, Sevgi calls the girls to come to her new house, which is in Ivaluk, I guess. Um, and she's cured somehow. And we see some flashbacks of the therapy. It's really weird. Sophia's going to talk about it later. <laughs> and, um, I had a lot of trouble with the therapy cures cancer crap. I don't but. think, no, I don't think she's cured. I think her, like her vital or whatever they scan and like take her blood for are. her markers are better. Yeah. Um, and also she isn't wearing that wig that looks like a wig. She has like yeah. impl- hair implants. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. That, best. That's very unrealistic, but yeah, <laughs> for, for just a month, it was a little bit, it's, it was a bit much the hair, but um I would, I don't know, I would, we, we'll get into this, but I would believe that at least there would be some improvement due to just like an improvement in morale. Exactly. Um, she was like so depressed and yeah. stressed yeah. because of her work. and Yeah, yeah. Her The best thing she could have done and she did was to say F you to her horrible boss who was like yes. calling her during chemo and stuff. Yes. Yeah. She's a lawyer. I don't know if we said that, that she's a lawyer. No, I didn't say that because yeah. that was not clear to me until like the very end of the episode. Oh. <laughs> I agreed. Um, okay, so then um, Ada is like, what the fuck? And <laughs> you must come to Istanbul with me to get a bunch of tests. And he says, yes, I'll go as long as you go to a therapy session with me. And Ada is very skeptical, which I agree with. But Zaman Bey somehow knows about her shaking hand problem and is like, we got to get to the bottom of this. Otherwise, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the Dreamcatcher gazebo and our dude Toprak is there and they have to sit next to each other. So that's going to be awkward. And that was the end of the episode. So very fun. Lots of stuff to talk about. And yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. So now we're going to move on into the gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. What did you guys think of the pilot in general? I thought it was interesting. Um, I think the characters up to now are a little bit stereotypical um, in some ways. Like there's a workaholic friend. Then there's like the other workaholic friend, but she's married somehow. Like, because I don't know how she fits in this guy her schedule, given that she claims not to have time to do anything. Mm-hmm. But she does seem like she's going to starve to death because she hasn't eaten anything from working too much. <laughs> so skinny (laughs) but also well my main comment about everything that made it seem not believable is that the three of them seem to be very different ages like i think the actresses are just different ages and that just like threw me off really easily easily researchable the same age ish now so tuba is 40 sedabakan Kuba is 40. She yeah, Le- Leila, the actress, so is 37. And <laughs> as Gi fact checking me. <laughs> Bonjuk, who plays Sevgi, is 41. You're wrong, Sophia. 
because to me Tuba looks like 25. Yeah, and I mean, she's she's, she's a goddess. Beautiful human <laughs> <Yeah>. ever exists. <laughs> she's very beautiful and ain't no, got no work done. She looks great. She looks great. Oh, she has she has great hair. Like then yeah. the other one with the wig and the outfit just looks so old. Well, yeah, she's like sickly. Like, <laughs> she's... no, but I think it's more about the wig and the outfit. Like that, just like that. The outfit, the second day outfit was really unfortunate. It was like not helpful. <laughs> But I think that's because she had to wear Layla's clothes, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. But they looked really good on Ada. So I mean, everything looks good on Ada. <laughs> and then and then, yeah. I don't know. I thought I for some reason I thought they were different ages. I was also extremely surprised when Ada was married because she looked so young. Also, like, what is this <laughs> child marriage? <laughs> um, but in general, I th- I thought it was interesting. I think um knowing well we'll i don't want to spoil the history section but like understanding what the family constellations is in theory like it made sense to me the whole like therapy and everything like it kind of made sense um i agree that it was like premature that within a month she was like so much better yeah i think also like the little kid like i feel i already feel bad for him like i'm worried (laughs) like why is he (laughs) Um, yeah, the horrible father should have taken him with him. <laughs> Get that child out of there. for the kid. It's not his fault. <laughs> also, when they were in Ivalik, I was also I was just thinking about all the delicious meze that they were probably having with that rock. That was like, restaurant was so pretty. Their little mm-hmm. table on the coast. I think I've been to Ivalik, but I can't remember. Yeah, we went together on the, that bus trip. Oh, and you- <laughs> Where I was okay. the tour guide and you were sleeping through half of my <laughs> translations. I think I confused it with another place that I went to. I think after. you might have gone there a couple. You might have gone there with your like summer thing after our trip too. Um, with like the Tifa taken and the cultural high culture types. <laughs> that was good. Good. Oh, okay. That was Boldrum. Um. But yeah, you, yes, you've been to Ivo. You've been to Junda, the island that she rents the house on um, when they go like a month later. Um, so yes, you've been there, correct. <laughs> we should go back. It looks great. I was, okay, I'm still confused as to where it was, like if I went there again or not. But anyway, I was just thinking about the delicious food. Eski, what's uh, your overall impression? I really like it. Um, I like all three of these actresses a lot. Um, Sedaba Khan, the uh, the actress who plays Deida, she is definitely a comedic actor, like normally. She's so like funny. she's yeah, she's in like really wild, like slapstick type of um, movies uh, typically. Um, but it's nice. I mean, I think she's obviously playing to that strength with this character, but also, I mean, clearly, like she has some trauma too. So we're gonna see a more dramatic side as well, which is good. Um, Bonjuk, the actress who plays Sevgi, she was on um, a fun mafia show that I watched for like it was like four seasons. It was an insane number of episodes. Um, so she was like one of the main characters. So I know her from that and how good she is from that. Um, and then Tuba's a goddess, as we've discussed. So mm-hmm. just great, great cast. Um, on the men's side, Frat Tanush, who plays. Zaman Bey, like we've already seen him in um, uh, the club. That's so crazy. We, it's yeah. such a different vibe. <laughs> so totally different. Um, and he himself is just like, if you watch him in interviews and stuff, he seems, he's like extremely, obviously extremely intelligent. Like he, he's a singer songwriter as well. So he has like, he's like very good at music. Um, so he's a very well-rounded, um, interesting person. Uh, and so it's not surprising that he can pull off kind of a, 180 <laughs> like this um the guy who plays Toprak is is first and foremost a pop star um Murat Boz he's he's acted in some movies um mostly like rom-com kind of lighter fare um but yeah he's one of the judges on the Turkish voice like he's very much <laughs> a musician okay. um and like not like like musician but like a pop star like not like very kind of manufactured um versus like a singer song like like i said he's like 
he's primarily known as an actor and like his music is like very much in the singer songwriter genre but mm-hmm. Murat Bose is like big mega pop star like very commercialized so that will be interesting to see him again do something more dramatic I've never seen the guy who plays Satan before the guy who plays the cheating husband uh was actually in Fatma very briefly he was oh, the he was the nice truck driver who gave her a lift oh I love um, that guy. yeah yeah he's all he's a he's a I would I would say he's an A-list actor too, but it seems like on these Netflix shows he makes little cameos and then <laughs> disappear. Unless I don't know, maybe maybe the cheating husband character character will return, but it seems like he's maybe fled the country. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he will. Um trying to think. Oh, the the um actress who plays the mo- the mother. Um mm-hmm. I already forgot what her nickname was, Muka. Muka? Mukul, yeah, I don't, again, don't know why. Um, she's also like a kind of like very like long running career comedic and dramatic roles. Um, so she's always fun to watch. So anyway, it's a really really good cast. Oh, the guy, the bald guy who greets, um, says yes. She enters like he's the one work. He's like making tea or something in the health health center um he's also he was on the same show that actually saved you was the mafia show he was and he's he's been on all kinds of different shows he's played someone on the autistic spectrum he's played like a deranged sniper he's like he's played like just like a <laughs> like a cool best friend like he's also been in all kinds of shows all kinds of movies um so yeah, it's a really, really, really good cast. So I think like the, we're not going to have any issues with acting. Um, mm-hmm. I think the screenplay will lend like the fact that they're doing this like uh, therapy that Sophia is going to describe. It sounds like it's going to be since it's so family and and kind of ancestry and past focused it's going to force them to give us backstories which as everyone (laughs) here and who listens to the podcast knows is what I'm like obsessed with getting from every show so I think finally there will be like sufficient backstory (laughs) on a show for once maybe um so that'll be good um but yeah I think I mean other than the one month miracle that we've all commented on like it's I think it's off to a pretty good start um I'm definitely wanting to see what happens next even though it's not like a thriller show per se um i'm definitely excited to keep watching agree and i want to know the backstories to all of them because we know a bit about Sevgi's story but we don't really know about ada we just know that she has a long lost love and her current husband doesn't satisfy her sexually Apart from emotion, she needs a vibrator, definitely. <laughs> per the discussion, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think it's it's exciting. Um, the ages thing like threw me off, but that now I've been corrected. Although <laughs> my brain, it still like doesn't compute entirely. <laughs> um. Also, like, I thought uh, that was kind of not that good of a friend, like. Uh, putting on to what you said Sammy like she's a doctor she knows that her friend like has had a relapse a like if you've had a cancer relapse that doesn't mean you need to get admitted to the hospital b like chemo doesn't seem to work like why don't you let her try another treatment if that's what makes her but you have to you have to give her the benefit of the doubt that because like within hours of seeing the results her friend like escaped and like went to a health center. She was literally just processing the fact that her friend is like even sicker than she thought. So, and she's immersed in the world of, you know, uh, you know, these um, health indicators and and data and stuff. So it's, I mean, it's not easy to turn that off. Um, And then when your friend is evolved, it's like a dose of emotions too. So I didn't think that was terribly unrealistic or unreasonable of a reaction from, her being a doctor and then they is just like whatever with most things so I think it's easier for her to be like yeah sure let's go along with what you want to do um because she doesn't have a better idea of what to do whereas other things she does um because she's a doctor but I think she's trying to support her in her own way I completely agree I I agree with both of you like I think that Ada is not being a very good friend but I also feel like if you're a doctor like 
like that old saying, like if the only thing you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how doctors are, I feel like. And that's why mm-hmm. you have to advocate for yourself when you go into that system. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it rang true to me. And Ada, she clearly needs to, you know, have a relaxing vacation alone yes. with her vibrator and chill out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Um, but also, okay, I thought it was kind of a crappy move that she didn't really tell her husband everything about the fellowship she was applying to. Like he's like, she not? No, I think no. She said, "I told you." She literally it was said weird. that. It was weird. Like it was not a normal conversation that you would yeah. have with a spouse. I feel like because she was like, "Oh yeah, it's two years." Didn't I mention that? Mm. <laughs> like okay. Maybe yeah, she thought it. if she didn't get it, she wouldn't have to have the uncomfortable conversation. Exactly. But right. Surprise. So clearly she knew how it was going to go before she broke the news. Yeah, that was a little bit like iffy t- to me. But like, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, of course, you're right that like if your husband cares about you, like he obviously is going to support you um rather than saying like oh you want me to sit and drink beer for two years well no so i mean i'm sorry does that not sound like fabulous you it get sounds a- it sounds amazing yeah chill and you don't have to work and you just get to live in a nice european city i mean mm-hmm. calm down silly let's you want to be on a construction site i've been on construction sites they're awful nobody wants yeah. to spend time there he nuts i don't yeah. like and then also, okay, this was just some like a thought I had, but like when Leila's like doing her vlog or whatever, her Instagram live, I don't even know what she's doing. And she's like talking about Athena. I just like thought about her history section and I was Googling. <laughs> I think <laughs> I just say. And I just imagined her in the car like Googling what to say at the temple of Athena. Um, I really think she could have used some more Googling actually. <laughs> Yeah. And also it's weird how obsessed she's with boobs. Like I assume that it's because of her husband's approval or whatever comments he's made, but like, mm. it seems like a deep rooted obsession. Yeah. She, I think she's using the boobs as a cover for what's really going mm-hmm. wrong in yeah. her life, which seems like almost everything, but yes, <laughs> especially that son of hers. God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she really reminded me of um that girl in Stick It, who's like the funny mean one. I don't know. They looked very similar. I trust you. I don't remember her. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's really funny. I like her. I hope she doesn't have any like deep seated somebody shot my dad in front of me trauma. <laughs> oh god. Sure she will. <laughs> I feel like they're all gonna have really deep traumas. Also, I have to imagine they're all childhood friends. I can't, like, they're so different now. Like, I can't imagine they yeah. just met, like, three years ago because that no, would not no. be compatible. <laughs> I get the feeling Ada hasn't made a new friend in 10 years. Probably, yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. Poor Ada. Poor Ada. But also, like, kind of her fault, but also poor Ada. <laughs> <laughs> there was also, Sophia, for the Googling the history section, when um, Zamanbe was holding Sevki's hand and making her cry, it was literally over... Uh, Shams of Tabrisi book mm-hmm. which was really funny yeah. oh really I didn't notice that I don't know which um, show we did him for in the history section but if listeners uh, are interested we have done a history section on him I think he was in Atier, in Atier? yeah hold I on think- I, I have this spreadsheet for a reason guys I'll check <laughs> in case anybody's very interested in who he is yeah, I can tell the exact. Um, was it? Did we do it with Mevlana? Is that how we did it? Oh no, we have just him. I I saw. Hold on, find him. Where would he go? <laughs> Omg, I lost him. Oh, there he is. Uh, Atia, season one, episode three. There you go. Season one, episode two. We did free Britney. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, good times. Great times. <laughs> Um, okay, so just to let listeners know who don't know Turkish, zaman means time. And as far as I know, it's kind of an odd name for somebody to have. Like, it's probably not a real name. Super. It's never, I've never heard it as a given name. 
whereas every other name on the show I've heard as a given name mm-hmm. other than the like nicknames what do we think we're gonna find out it seems to me like Toprak left Ada in a bad way and she's still yeah. pissed at him but do you think it has something to do with why he's in weird therapy class but he also was meant to be traveling the world so I think he like probably said like I can't be tied down or something mm-hmm. and then somehow ended up in Ivalik also I know we gave a lot of shit to narration in um uh, as the crows flies yeah but I I pretty I enjoyed it during the Ada Toprak meeting when she was like thinking to herself oh yeah that was good like the yeah. like the self like the thought stuff is fine it's yeah. the stupid yeah. like omniscient narrator that I hate yes <laughs> yeah it was also kind of odd um in that scene where they all like make a wish and hold hands um and then <laughs> that was funny first, that was funny I like that at first Ada was like not wishing for I want to pee better <laughs> And then I was, and I was like, oh god, I hate this character. <laughs> and then she. Oh, I thought that was so real and funny. I was like, I would have that wish too. Yeah, probably. I, really I always have that. to pee. I, I always have to pee, and I'm always hungry, so I was like very relatable. <laughs> what do you do? You think that there's a physical reason that Ada's hand is shaking, or is it just because her life is not going in the right direction? Could definitely be like a psychosomatic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably gonna be that. I I thought it was physical initially because i don't do any of this mumbo jumbo on the show that at the health center but probably it's gonna get addressed (laughs) by the mumbo jumbo i think it would be really weird to have two characters with major physical illness health problems yeah Yeah, that's a good point point. yeah true we got the tremblies we've got the water fear and then we've got cancer so that's what we're trying to fix here yeah (laughs) One of these, it's not like the rest, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now Sophia is going to take it away into the history section and teach us all about what the heck is going on with this weird therapy thing. <laughs> so... I don't know. I I I I feel like as a disclaimer, I think that I would be willing to do something like this. I think it's really interesting. I don't know if it's true, but like the testimonials I've heard from people that have done it sound pretty interesting. Um, but basically, um, family constellations are like the I don't even know. I mean, apparently it's called the family constellation method or or the constellation approach basically um if if i were to like do it in very concisely i would say it's like basically this sort of approach where the thesis is that whatever you're suffering from and i've heard it like more from emotional issues like i've never heard it about physical issues although i've heard other things that i think are kind of crazy i don't know if they're tied to this but i'll i'll mention them in the end um, like physical issues being tied to like specific emotional things but basically what it is is kind of a way to find like your intergenerational trauma and like how it it's affecting you like t- to kind of unfold um, like get to the root of it or like whatever inter understand whatever intergenerational trauma you're carrying and like kind of like let it go basically I think that's the whole purpose of it and um as we can see, it's kind of like show like on the show, it's kind of like showing you that there are things that are like carried on generation to generation and you don't necessarily know exactly what it is, but you're like carrying that pain. And I think, I mean, I might be wrong, but I think like there, like intergenerational trauma is a thing that exists and that like is like recognized, I think. And like they've studied it in the context of like, the Holocaust, I think, and, and other events. And I, I mean, it, it's a, it's a thing, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there's been physical proof found that there's yeah. some genetic stuff going on there. I don't know. Um, But this is like, this approach, <laughs> this approach is kind of like 
I mean, I would say it's like not scientific. I, I, I'm not going to say it's like wrong or right. I don't think, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I've never done it, so I can't really, uh, give my opinion, but basically, um, the, the methodology of it, it's, it's very similar to what we saw on the show that like, there's a group of people that get together and other people, not you, like other people act out some like something that happened in your life and what I understand from it and I might be wrong um but what I understand is like other people aren't told what they need to act out like they're just like living it because like if you see in the show like there's no direction like people are, like the uh, Chelebi Zaman is not telling the girl like oh you need to make it so like your your abdomen hurts on the right or left side I can't remember like I think they like interpret it so or are they like people from the group represents a situation and basically like so look emphasis is this is from wikipedia <laughs> emphasis is placed on the perceptive intuition in placing the representatives um like in and in subsequent steps of the procedure the aim is supposedly to tune into what is described as the knowing field um so the knowing field like guides the participants to perceive the feelings and articulate them and like mirror what the person is feeling so i'm very confused as to how they know what they need to act out but apparently they do it's um, like like esp improv i don't know <laughs> yeah that's yeah but that seems accurate given what we saw on the show <laughs> so basically um Again, I've heard like testimonials that this like works and um I think I'm not very skeptical about these sorts of like esoteric kind of like spiritual pseudoscience things. Um, but I understand why like people would be very skeptical of them. What what you what happens is that people somehow act out what you're feeling and then you're able to untangle it when you see it from another point of view, like when you see it from the outside um is kind of what um basically I understand and then like once you identify what the trauma is like you can work better in healing it and like you can let it go I think that would be my like my understanding but apparently like this isn't existing within a vacuum well it it draws from family systems therapy which is a is a branch of of psychology and like like social work that works with couples and families to understand their relationships and like nurture development um it also works with existential phenomenology which is um the view i don't know what phenomenology is I'm trying to figure it out um so the the like the that basically you're a person in a timeline and like there's other like timelines is what i think and then apparently, like, it, it also comes from, like, Zulu beliefs. So, like, the Zulu tribe in, in South Africa has, like, had an influence on it. Because I think one of the founders of this lived um, in South Africa for a while. And he got some ideas for it there. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, like, scientific, I don't know, going back and forth about this. Um, But it also, like, this... um. Sorry, I don't know if I'm being like really twisty and turny and not <laughs> clear about what I'm explaining. But apparently there's like a lot of philosophers that have contributed to like the whole storyline or content of what this is, um, including Heidegger, Franz Brentano, and Edmund Husserl. So it like they're trying to understand the meaning of human existence, like in general. In, in the whole like in the whole of the universe and as I mentioned there's like apparently the different like in Zulu culture and how this was adapted into the approach was that there's like a different view of ancestors and um like who they like who they represent so there's a focal point on the ancestors. There's like an importance of what like they're passing down to you and how you need to understand their life. Um, so basically 
I mean, that's the basis of the family constellation thing. Cause like basically what they're doing is like trying to draw a web of you and your family and like where you stand and what you've brought from all the other people that came before you and your family. That makes <laughs> sense. That semi-clear. I think <laughs> when you said um, ancestors, I had an immediate flash to Hakan with the bald cap with the ponytail oh, and the mustache. Do you think we're going to see ancestral no, versions? No, of that's not allowed. Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think so. Absolutely not. I don't think so. Uh, um, but it seems interesting. Like, I'd be very curious to try something like this, although it would be kind of scary. Because um, I'm sure, like, I mean, our family members who lived in other timeline in other time periods experienced like a very different world than we did, which was, I mean, if you were a woman, for example, much more limiting. So I think it'd probably be interesting, but like kind of scary to uncover those sorts of things. But that's my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I'm curious as to whether the show is just going to like, go with the therapy or if there's going to be like a magical element um because I felt like when they were at the temple of Athena there was like a vibe but maybe it's just going to be about women going to therapy and getting their lives together I don't know unclear also apparently like family constellation therapy doesn't it doesn't always have to be in a group like sometimes you can do it on by yourself but like there's objects or like there's drawings or something where you represent your family mm -hmm. yeah the idea of strangers acting it out is really <laughs> tough um or your ex-boyfriend in uh Ada's case <laughs> oh, God. I'm excited to see them like act other people's traumas out <laughs> <laughs> like how successful are they gonna be at that I hope it involves uh, Toprak losing his shirt, not too. Oh, oh body, yeah. But <laughs> um, okay. to our favorite and final section which is WTF Sultan of Success and Fatima's hit list OMG I have a few what the fuck right. first like you know they have this whole discussion about sexy lingerie and Ada's like I don't have time and they <laughs> like, like I just buy sexy lingerie and like it's worth the orgasms whatever Um, and then when she's wearing well she also pole dances for her husband um, so she does a lot of things to please him and mm -hmm. he does a lot of things to please her anyway um the lingerie she was wearing like that pink like candy colored <laughs> like thing. really high up high-waisted yeah. horrible it was not good it was really not good so yes that's my I had another what the fuck well my other what the fuck was going to be other not wishing for Sevgi's health <laughs> Um, oh, but <laughs> she had immediate needs. <laughs> um, and then also when I think it, what's the name of the construction guy? Selim. So, um, between like him, like when he gets angry at her and gets out of the tub, and he's like, "It's getting cold. I'm getting out." But you should stay here. It's like, well, she should stay in the cold bath water. That's uncomfortable. Why? It's like I want you to die. Anything is better than this. <laughs> Anything is also, better than living in Brussels with no work. Yeah, and all this around beer, and beer. <laughs> eating chocolate. God, that's terrible. And then he was also like, um, what is it? Like he's oh, he says like oh, today tonight's the perfect night to conceive a baby according to astrologers. Oh. And like, Ooh. why he Who doesn't even? Babe? No one wants your seed, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he never he never explains why. That was what the fuck. He's clearly been pressuring her to start a family for a long time. That's oh, just sure. what I got from that. 
There's probably an un- as yet unseen mother-in-law character that's also oh, crushing yeah. him. Definitely. <laughs> Just to be fully stereotypical, that's probably happening. <laughs> oh, and then my other what the fuck is Sivgi's house on the inside is gorgeous and then on the outside it looks so ugly. It wasn't just an old stone house, like what I don't remember it being like specifically ugly. It was like white and painted and like painted orange and like green. Let me try and find it on my Netflix. I didn't what? really notice it, but I I wasn't like, oh, this house is amazing. I wanted more. Like for example, in Karapara Ash, uh, spoiler yeah, but alert. They probably live in a mansion there. <laughs> you no, know, when they um start their new life together at the end of the series uh they have a coastal house that's literally the most beautiful Uh, thing you've ever seen in your life and it's a little just a little old house but it's on the ocean it's so pretty mm. let's see i thought this house was nice it has it looks like a little courtyard and stuff too like that is like enclosed within and it was furnished that's a good deal furnished is good (laughs) Furniture yeah. is good. Furniture is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. I had some WTFs. Okay, there's definitely a sorry, a rusty um what's this called? Oh, the like gate. The thing? gate is really rusty. Yeah, that was it's weird. an old house. Going <laughs> off. Old okay, house. I'm gonna send you screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia is not pleased. <laughs> it's an old house on this island that has like very kind of tight regulations on what you can and can't do to update. So I feel like this isn't that crazy. But can they paint the facade? Yeah, but it has to be like done in a like particular way that's, you know, could be expensive to like do it in the correct way. Um, like and if you renovate one thing, it's like, oh, here's the laundry list of other things you must renovate. Mm. So... I'm more forgiving <laughs> but my mom recognized the house from like a, she couldn't put her finger on it but she said she's definitely seen the interior on another show oh. or movie hmm. so it's it's a it's a showbiz oh. house <laughs> oh it didn't let me screenshot come on iPhone anyway I'm just gonna show you then my screen because my phone won't let me screenshot it oh yeah I see it's not it's not got curb appeal let's say that and the thing is like so rusted <laughs> not really it's it really wants to blur it <laughs> come on it's like a nose no this is the house from karapara ash oh no okay both of you give up on this <laughs> Let's move on. I can fix this. <laughs> we will not move on. <laughs> okay. You're with the Sammy. Oh. That's cute. Oh, yeah, that's cute. And it's on the water. It's so cute. Best show ever. My WTF is this like WTF is this discussion. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, I <laughs> have WTF. Um, okay. The the Ada kept calling Sebi, I think she was saying Jijoshum. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what the word was, but they translated it as sweet cakes. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. That's really weird to me. I would have just said sweetie. Like that's like yeah. that's what, sweet cakes. Sweet cakes. Ew, I hate that. I hate that. That's so creepy. <laughs> like my will calls me that any age, any sex restraining order (laughs) (laughs) sweet kicks um I felt like they did a really bad job on Tuba's makeup when she was in the hospital I felt like they made her skin look really bad and then like later in the episode it looks perfect so I feel like they had a replacement makeup artist or something what kind of like laser vision are y'all watching with between like (laughs) the paint on the house and the makeup jesus we're observant as (laughs) (laughs) um i didn't know you could use lipstick as blush so that was a learning Mm. from this episode yep i've never really worn lipstick so it wouldn't really help me but (laughs) good to know (laughs) Um, and then I had what the fuck to Zaman Bay eating a bowl of pomegranate seeds with a spoon 
I just felt like that was a really weird vibe and I'm not into it. But also, pomegranates seem to be very significant for this show. Yeah. He's in Turkey. Why not eat it like from the fruit? Yeah. Who who scooped it out of multiple pomegranates to put it in this bowl for him to eat with a spoon? I don't know. It was weird. Probably There's... one of his, his therapy slaves that live on the live on the hot side. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like like hearing him eat it. I hate like the sound of chewing and stuff, so that bothered me, but I guess Afiatos. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm undecided. I know that he's supposed to be like very friendly and shit, but I don't know. No. Do you have any what the fuck, Seski? Other than you guys? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Other than you noticing makeup and you, Sophia noticing paint. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, Sultan of Success. Who is it? I mean, save a gift for like doing what she wants and maybe getting a health benefit out of it <laughs> unclear yeah. i think it has to be saved um her job seemed like shit which i think i should have known she was a lawyer because i feel like all my friends who are lawyers are act like that <laughs> yeah, have the same feelings about their profession and um yeah she did good she seems much happier yeah. even if the paint is peeling on the outside of her house <laughs> <laughs> unacceptable okay what about Fatima's hit list like most of the men I <laughs> mean mine would be Selim yeah or... both both men like are bad because one splurged all the money like lives on creating insecurities for his wife mm-hmm. and the other yeah. one dick the thing yeah I guess because um Layla is more of like a comic character I didn't really take it as seriously when her husband's just like slouching there on his phone as she's dancing for him. Whereas like the bathtub scene felt more like a real conversation mm-hmm. between two adults. Yeah. That was even more infuriating, but yes, you're right. Objectively, um, what's his face also sucks. I don't know what his name is. Either. Yeah. Was his name like Emre or some Erdem, something like yeah, that. Erdem, Erdem. Oh, Erdem. Okay. I completely missed that. Like that doesn't even ring a bell, but yes. <laughs> okay, Ardem and Selim are gonna be joined then. I think <laughs> we don't know enough about Toprak yet. But it sounds like he's done some shit too. So maybe Probably. next time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time about episode two. Congratulations to Sevgi, our Sultan of Success, and. Watch out to Ardem and Selim and all of the other toxic men that I'm sure we will meet on this show. <laughs> Thank you all again for listening and we'll talk to you next time.